I know. You see what I did there? Welcome to the Wait What If Podcast Hurricane. We're doing a live hurricane show. So actually, as you're listening to this, it's not entirely live. Um, there's a little bit of a delay here. Um, well, actually, if you're listening to this next year, then that's a hell of a delay. And this actually isn't live at all. But for those who are listening to it tonight, it's going to be kind of semi-live. So uh, Luke Combs, Hurricane. I don't really even know this song, but there's two There's two options when you want to open up with a, a hurricane song. Um, obviously, obviously, um, this one, and then your other option, if you guys are big, um, music fans, then you know exactly what I'm about to play. Here's your other option. It's kind of more dramatic. I like it. Shots ring out in a barroom night Into Betty Valentine from the upper hall She sees a bartender in a pool of blood Cries out, my God, they've killed them all Here comes the story of the hurricane The man the authorities came to blame For something Let's they see. never done You know, yeah, we're not in a hurricane right now and I just kind of wanted to keep it a little lighthearted. and then when you when you realize the story of this hurricane that's Reuben Carter he was a um, a boxer back in the 60s and um, might have been early 70s I don't know the whole story but he was wrongfully arrested for a murder sent to jail forever and um, he had a great opportunity to be a champ and then it all was lost when um, he was fingered for a crime that he did not commit so that's depressing. Why would I open up a show with something depressing like that? So I didn't, as you see. I didn't open the show with that. I opened up with, uh, uh, I already forgot the name of the other guy, Luke Combs, Hurricane. Despite, we are in, let me turn this down because I don't want to be depressed anymore. We are in the midst of a hurricane. I don't even know if they know it's a hurricane right now. Um, it's windy, so we got that, and, and apparently it's going to rain, and where we are, uh, it tends to have some flooding, so I imagine we're going to be stuck in our house for a few days. So that'll be great, you know, five-year-old, four-year-old with tons of energy being stuck in a house with rain and um, acts of God going outside. So what are we doing tonight? I figured, well, I wanted to do a live um, hurricane show because I thought it would be fun. So we're going to go outside. We're going to get some, uh, you know, live on the street coverage. It's going to be like independent media. But also I invited uh, Savannah Steele on. Because, you know, we're, we're obviously going to lose power this weekend. And it made me realize we are completely 100%, um, I want to say hooked, but dependent on electricity. You know, the electricity goes out and you're screwed because you, you're like, oh, the electricity is out. I think I'll check my phone. Oh, wait, we have no um, uh Internet. Oh wait, I uh, can't watch TV. Oh wait, I can't turn on a light. Oh wait, I can't. You, you can't do anything. You feel absolutely useless. But the weird thing about that is, not long ago, like my grandparents and great grandparents, my grandmother was probably born by candlelight. I don't know. She's uh, she's ninety three years old. I would assume that. I would assume there was 
when she was born, okay, 1920-something, I would assume within, say, a mile of her house, there were horses still that were used for transportation. They weren't just like, like, there's horses around where I live right now, but they're more of pets. You know, people show them or they ride them and they, I mean, that's what they are. Uh, but when she was born, guaranteed, there was a horse within a mile of her house that wasn't used as a pet that was used to actually move wagons and, and do stuff like that. And that's great. She was just here a couple weeks ago. So you're talking two generations and now we are just addicted to electricity and you shut down electricity and you know what we'll go over this when uh savannah comes on so yeah i thought i'd do a live semi-live um hurricane show and have savannah on and we'll talk about technology because that's what she does she's a uh, futurist dr Steele, the futurist um she has her own podcast coming up and we'll ask her about that and uh, this should be a fun show. I'm glad you're listening. Oh, by the way, you got some aches and pains. You got a little fatigue. Maybe your immune system isn't that great. Maybe you have a family history of cancer. All these things can be treated. I don't want to say treated, okay? But what I do want to say is that there are supplements out there that can reduce your, reduce your risk. And they can actually reduce inflammation. They can do all these things. If you don't believe me, go on to PubMed. It's where all us medical providers and scientists we go on there we want to find a study on a certain thing and we put in uh you know keywords just like you would on google and then you can come up with all these actual peer-reviewed studies like actual scientific papers so go on there and put on cbd oil and you will see tons of benefits from uh and and i say this wrong every single time but i'll do it again uh cannabidiol oil um, whatever I call it CBD oil and it is yes it is an oil from cannabis and yes that's marijuana but this is legal and not psychoactive so you're not going to take it and then go in the backyard and talk with aliens um, you probably won't feel anything it's one of those things that you know you don't feel anything when you take a ibuprofen except that you move a little bit better and maybe your your joints don't hurt as much but what people don't tell you, and this is a medical provider, ibupro, any sort of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug, or we call NSAIDs, uh, really beat the shit out of your kidneys. Um, they're not good for, and they can cause uh, GI bleeding. So, yeah, that's basically it. It's my plug, CBD oil. Go over to cbdistillery.com if you want to check out some of the products and just use WWI Podcast at checkout. You get 5% off. Help out the show. I help you out. And it's a win-win situation. If you can't remember all that, just go over to waitwhatif.com and I'll have a little link right there on the page. You should be visiting waitwhatif.com anyways because that's where we put up all the new information about the Wait What If podcast. One more thing. This is a long intro and I'm sorry about that. One more thing. Are you into daily fantasy sports? Do you do DFS sports, we call it? Well, do you and I decided, because I like to play these and I, I like to do a lot of research, but I don't have time, right? Because I'm always doing things. I, I don't have time to research. So we're going to have a new show. It's going to call going to be called What If Sports. It's over at whatifsports.podbean.com. Um, I'm sure I'll tweet out. We'll have it on iTunes. It's not, it's not up yet. We're going to start filming next week or recording next week. And what we're going to do is go over. I brought three guys in that are really, really good at fantasy sports. Plus myself, I'll give you my little bit of info. We're going to do a quick 20 to 30-minute show rundown of the uh, daily fantasy sports picks for that week. Hopefully you guys will make some money off of that. So stay tuned for uh, What If Sports, a derivative of Wait What If Talk, or no, um, Wait What If Podcast. All right, I'm talking too much. It's time to get Savannah on the horn. Um, so without further ado, Savannah Steele. You're listening to the Wait What If podcast. 
live. As we, well, we're not live. We're like slightly delayed unless, of course, like I said earlier, you're listening to this in a year. Then we're totally not live. But use We're the, live at the time. Yeah. <laughs> use the theater of your mind. Pretend you're in the it's middle Dimitri of a... Martin. Pretend you're in the middle of a... He's great. No. No, no, no. Not him. Who's the one that... Um, he plays music. Dimit- Dimitri Martin. No, he does the... Um, he Dimit- plays music. Yeah, but he does a guitar. This guy plays piano. And uh, he does like a lot of theatrics. He's he's fantastic. And Bo I, Burnham. I, yes, yes. I don't like how he's been political lately. He just did this movie, um, which I guess is questionable. And it's eighth grade. Yeah, is that what it is? There's a yeah, lot of so. lot of sexual themed stuff, and these are kids, really? and people really didn't like that idea. But yeah. um, that's I a mean, little weird. Yeah, I don't I don't know how to take that. I mean, I know those things like. Those things are happening because 14-year-olds get pregnant, right? Yeah. So as an artist, he can address that, and that's fine. Um, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. When you have kids, actually, when you're older, and you're just like, that's, no, it's, it doesn't sit well. So I mean, um, if it's realistic, it's fine. But part of, you know, you got to wonder, is this guy just really a creeper? Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. He's good, though. Kinda... God damn, oh, does that is, guy yeah. make me laugh? He is good. He's yeah. very good. So Savannah was, as we were starting this podcast, she's starting her own podcast and she's trying to figure out with some equipment why her files can't be read on her, uh, on her desktop. And as she was explaining that to me, she said, she's like, well, I think, and I said, wait, let me interrupt here. I know what's going on. And I was telling her that that's, that's a bad thing to do nowadays. That's called, it's called man interrupting. It's a new one. <laughs> It's, I was okay with it, though. I wanted to know what you had to say. Yeah, because, I mean, all it is is saving time, right? If I know where you're going and I know that yeah. you're having trouble with something, if, if you were a guy friend, if you're my wife, I'd just be like, yeah, let me just interrupt you there because we could just cut, we could just go from point A to point Z and f- cover yep. all that, that section. But, yeah, so futurism. This is, I thought this was an interesting topic to bring up tonight for a couple of reasons. Yeah, well, it's, it's your favorite and the theme of your upcoming show but it's also Hurricane Florence. I don't think you can hear that um, on your Star end, specific. Savannah. With an F. Yeah, I heard it loud yeah. and clear. I'm doing um, <laughs> um, wind. Actually, do you know what we're going to do? So I'm doing this show. Li- this is going to be, you know, typically I edit my shows. I try to make them sound nice and professional and crisp and clean. And anytime I sound dumb, I actually cut that out. And then I make this is a little, little bit of behind the uh, scenes here. I make the interviewees sound dumber and then i sound brilliant and it's i'm kidding it's not what i do (laughs) but i can uh, clean up audio and make things sound a little bit nicer but tonight because it's we're about to lose power pretty sure that's going to happen um i figured we would talk about what life would be like without electricity and how in such a short amount of time we went from you know relying on nothing to we're just idiots walking around flipping switches that don't work over and over again i flipped the switch and been like, oh, I forgot we don't have power, and then walked over to my lamp and then tried to flip that switch, and then walked back on my way out and flipped the switch again. I'm like, what am I doing? We <laughs> did it multiple times. Oh yeah, I'll do it once we <laughs> lose power. I'll do it all day long, <laughs> or I'll check the fridge and I'm like, why is the light not on? Oh, it's just you become so 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 addicted to to uh, right. Yeah, to electricity. What you have electricity and, and, and technology. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is kind of a topic of the Singularity Summit, actually. They talk about um, the, sort of the leaps and bounds and the strides that we've made. And, and his, one of his examples was with um, regard to electricity. 
Okay. And I've heard this before, but I always I think it's interesting to hear anyway. Um, he said in 1750 BC, one hour um, of the sesame oil lamp yeah. took greater than 50 hours of human labor to produce. Whoa. In 1790, yeah, in 1790, one tallow candle took greater than six hours of human labor to produce. And then in 1880, 15 minutes of a kerosene lamp took 15 minutes of human human labor. Minute per minute. Got it. Right. Um, and now uh, half a second of labor yields an hour of light. Whoa. So, so we did, totally take it for granted. What does that, what does that translate to? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a lot of data. What, what does that tell me? Oh, well, so, I mean, to me, it means that... Um, it's just, it takes less and less effort to do things. I, I guess I brought it up. I brought it up because you brought up the electricity component. Um, and so it kind of feeds into um, futurism in that, um, well, it kind of leads to that story, which then feeds into a, a topic about futurism, which is all about, um, for me, it's all about how um, uh, accelerating rate of returns are going to lead to um a future with, you know, where very little effort is required to have a pretty rad life. Right. No, absolutely agreed. And and the problem with that, though, is, so I, I, I opened up my show talking about how my 93-year-old grandmother was here a couple weeks ago. And, I mean, my... Wow. Yeah. And my, my kids are here, and my grandmother were sitting in the same room, and I'm like, these kids don't know life without, you know ridiculously fast internet speeds and all the power of their fingertips at their or all the all the knowledge in the world at their dad's fingertips from my right. brain no from my my iphone <laughs> so um and then my grandmother was born and here's the weird thing and i don't want to sound redundant for anyone listening to this but if you if and, and this just came to my mind when my, when my grandmother was born i guarantee you within a mile radius of her house there were horses and they weren't pets they were actually utilized right they were part of they were part of of the world and uh now you know within a mile i'm sure there's horses around my house but they're pets like people were using them and now what uh horse-drawn carriage and we're all living in the same room at the time that's so bizarre that is bizarre although 93 seems young to to have lived in a time where we absolutely needed horse-drawn carriages this is 2018. Right. But Are you sure that's true? Yeah. Because go uh, go 100 years ago and then add, uh-huh. uh, subtract seven. <laughs> add seven. So whatever. You're talking about the 1920s. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. I was over in yeah. Baghdad and people were still using donkeys and carriages. So wow. yeah, 1927, people were still using that. Sure. My other grandmother, yeah. she was born in 1911. And um, mm-hmm. she would tell us stories how her Christmas tree had candles on it. Like literally they would light fire and put it on their Christmas tree <laughs> every Christmas. And she'd be like, oh, and then we would get, this is their Christmas. Like my, my kid's Christmas, they come down the stairs and it's just, there's wrapping paper. Even mine when I was a kid, wrapping paper everywhere. There's plastic toys and lots of noises and just just stuff everywhere. And she was like, well, when I was younger, I don't know why I'm making her Southern. She was from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger, uh, we used to get, um, a doll and an orange. I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah, and that's what she that and she was good for the year. She was like, I got my orange. 
Remember that orange we had a few months ago? Oh, that was so good. There's like 20 oranges <laughs> in my room, in my uh, kitchen right now. Yeah. But in those days, yeah. that was, you know, you got an orange six months ago. It was delicious. Yeah, I mean, things have changed a lot. It's, I mean, I can't even imagine, I can't even really imagine myself a few years ago. Because I remember traveling in Australia. And I realized when I think back to it, I'm like, I did not have a phone. How in the world did I do anything? Like, how yeah. was I able to find my way around? Yeah. It freaks me out. It's a weakness. I mean, every time I deployed, yeah. I didn't have a, uh, I had a, a BlackBerry once. And it was, it wasn't a phone. It was just like uh, email. And I thought, I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. Because normally I'm in a tent. I don't have anything. And now I have a BlackBerry and I can email people from wherever I want. And I got out to the desert and I didn't have the right SIM card. And I was like, God damn it. So, <laughs> so yeah, same thing. And now it, it is 10 years later. And, um, and the, you, you know, my, my phone, your phone is literally a detached augmentation. It's a, I don't know, I don't know a word for it. It's a... Well, it's actually kind of like a second brain. It really is. And yeah. we do kind of treat it in a way like that. Well, it's got We your... start to kind of, a part of us starts to kind of feel like that it's part, it's actually part of us. Our brain will actually adjust to sort of um, incorporate, I don't know, the having the phone. There's, there, well, I'm probably not explaining that very well, but we do, I mean, we've changed because of it. It definitely has a huge impact on, on how we think. Sure. Well, it um, it's it has our memories, right? Because you're always yeah. taking pictures with it. Um, has our contacts, has our thoughts. You know how much stuff it, I put it, down on on Evernote. Right. Wow. You do really Evernote still? Yeah. Huh. Why is that? Am I is that like totally Twitter versus Instagram? No, no, it's not. I mean, I'm I'm trying to use Evernote. I don't really I don't know how to use it, but I thought that it was like Evernote was imploding. Oh, really? I, I don't know. I I read that somewhere. I'm sure it was just. A, you know, again, new the news people, they'll just say anything. Like the other day, there's this thing that, this thing called a vampire facial. I don't know if you've heard about this. Hmm. Sounds it's like, like a strange, weird strange porno. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it's not. No, it, it's, it's, not. it's not. It's like basically where they put platelet-rich plasma into your into your face. Okay. Um, using, using microneedling. It's an anti-aging procedure. Okay. Um, anyway, the point is, the new, I was just shocked at how the news addressed it. Like, apparently, some cl some clinic was using unhygienic pra practices, mm -hmm. so they weren't sterilizing those needles. Um, and so then the news media, the way they reported it is that if you've gotten this vampire facial, you could have HIV. It was just insane. That's yeah. That's I mean, what they're doing is they're taking something that could be kind of like yes, anytime you get punctured by a needle. That's a vector for catching HIV. So technically, yes, they're correct, but they're not. I mean, if that's like saying if you if you got a flu shot, you could have AIDS. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you sneezed, you could have a brain tumor. There's no, you know, it doesn't. People come into my you clinic all the time with a headache and they think they have a tumor. And I'm like, if you came in with a sore toe, your odds of having a brain tumor would be the same. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't worry about that stuff because you're being yeah. ridiculous. But yeah, I w I'm hoping Evernote isn't going because I it, it's it's the ease of I write a lot. I write a ton for the show, for work, for I have a, a health blog. If you want to check it out, it's joco.fit. But I do that for for work and for what? my work folks. I didn't mm -hmm. know about that. Yeah, and um, how do you spell that? 
uh, J-O-C-O, Johnson County, joco.fit, F-I-T instead of .com. But um, yeah, it's not commercial or anything like that. But I, I put I do that because I, I do a lot of, obviously, nutritional guidance and stuff for my people. And I don't have, uh, I, I lose my voice because I just constantly say the same thing over again. But, you know, I'll, I'll think of something driving home and then I'll just dictate um, a blog post and then go home and edit it out and whatever. But I can do it from this. I mean, it's the cloud. You know, it's the whole idea that if I have it on my phone, I have it at my desk at work. I have it at my desk at home. I have it at my desk everywhere. So that's why I love it. Mm-hmm. And it makes, you know, if we're working on something multitasking, which I've worked on with you, you can just send a link over and then everyone can edit. It's just, it's really, really good. Yeah. Again, again yeah. though, right? What did we do 50 years ago? Well, nothing. How did we I survive? Wasn't yeah, but I mean, it was yeah. all paper and sending, the, I mean, just slower. And now we it's take true. that all away. Go ahead. But here's the one thing, like my dad makes a really great point because he's like, wait a second, we have all these amazing efficiencies. So if you can imagine like Evernote and, you know, people who are working together for like a company, now they can work so much more seamlessly using um, software like Evernote or um, Google Docs or whatever. And yet um, he kind of says, I don't really see the productivity increasing. It seems like we should see a much more, a much stronger impact on productivity and i don't know if we've had this i hope we haven't had this conversation before but i kind of think i see what he's saying because i feel like people at my job i mean we should work literally three hours a day if you think about how much more we get done or we should be able to get done relative to you know people in the 50s right and yet everybody feels like they have to work around the clock maybe maybe look at it like um I think we are being more productive just from the the sheer amount of data that is produced on a daily basis. Like think yeah. of how many independent blog posts are out there, YouTube channels, podcasts, things like that, where people can work and write and um, collaborate on things and get it done. Uh, that, that wouldn't happen 10 years ago. You know, right. I mean, they had web-based programs 10 years ago, but people had to be all be in the same room. I remember I used to be a big fan of Opie and Anthony and, um, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they were a show that was on in Boston, and then they went to Sirius and XM Radio, and then they they just a long and storied uh, career. I actually had a guy who was on his show um, last year come on, uh, Pat Philbin. He was called Pat from Minaki. But um, yeah, a- anyways, I remember they were talking. They were saying, hey, do you know what? We need to do this show from home. And I was like, that's boring. Part of the enjoyment of listening to the show is they were all in studio together and their guests were in studio and that, that made it interesting. And I was like, it just didn't make sense to me. It was almost like the first time I heard of a, f- uh, a camera going on a phone. I'm like, what? why would you want a camera on a phone? You know, <laughs> why would you, why would you do a radio show from home? And now that's all people do. You know, they, they right. can all work from their, um, from their desk wearing their underwear. It doesn't matter. And they can just record it. It all comes together and, and they can even do it live that way. So I think, I think that's a long way of saying, I think we are becoming more productive, but perhaps in peripheral projects. Yeah. yeah for things that I guess don't matter as much. I don't know. I mean, it, it matters to have entertainment options. I've, all I do now is listen to podcasts. I don't need the news. I don't need anything else. Oh yeah. I, I gave up on news a long time ago. Yeah. Well, so, and I mean, that kind of brings me to the other thought about, I mean, when it comes to technology and how it's changing our lives, um, I think, I thought I read somewhere recently that we're always bored. We've got every single possible entertainment option at the tips of our fingers. And yet, I think we're more bored than ever. 
And I think it's because of that. So we're constantly expecting, well, we're just, we're expecting constant, um, um, stimulation. Yeah. Um, something, you know, really exciting to happen all the time. And so in the five minutes where nothing exciting happens, we just immediately feel extremely, um, lost and bored. Can you believe people to me is the problem. People used to go to the bathroom without a computer in their hand. (laughs) (laughs) I remember someone told me that once they're like, Oh, by the way, I'm writing you this email on the toilet. And I was like, gross. (laughs) And now I realize probably 90% of the texts or tweets or whatever I'm reading. Someone is (laughs) on the toilet. toilet. (laughs) Yeah. That's five minutes. You can't give up. You got to be reading. You got to be, you know, looking. And that I think that's that's also part of the problem with fake news. You know, how often can yeah. you report on a story? So let's start making up stories. Let's keep people engaged. Um, yep. And it might not even be real, but if I'm going to get someone for those five minutes to look at my website versus another one, then I'm going to do that. Yeah, it's true. Like for the for the hurricane. I saw a story that said there are six nuclear reactors in the path of the hurricane. Seriously? And I mean, I think there's probably always a lot of nuclear reactors in the path of any hurricane, but it it actually worked. I totally clicked on it. I was like, what? Yeah. Well, look (laughs) what happened to Fukushima. So it's already in the back of our mind. We're already like, all you have to do is just remind us a little bit and be like, oh, I remember that show. That show called Fukushima wasn't real because we're all the way over here, but that was exciting. Ugh. Yeah, well, terrifying. Well, terrifying, but you know what I mean. People yep. people look at it that way. And now, um, you know, that's still going on. That's still like a, not a good place to be. to be. Well, I mean, Japan doesn't seem like a giant country, so I'm wondering how much of it really is impacted. It seems like it would be a lot. There's a, um, a TV show on netflix called i can't remember it's like the the something tourist he basically goes to creepy morbid places on earth (laughs) as a tourist yeah like the suicide um forest in japan or what yeah yeah suicide forest in japan oh yeah mount mount fuji right at the base of mount fuji there's this giant forest and um like in the Japanese culture, if you dishonor and dishonor could be anything, it'd be like, oh, I got fired from my job and now I can't support my family. Their out is suicide, right? Um, so it's very common. So people go out there and they just hang themselves. There was, and I'm going to forget his name because I'm not a tween or a millennial, but there was some YouTube star, we'll call him. Uh, I can't think of his name. Gosh, it's going to bug me. He's like a blonde haired, just, it, it basically, I watched his channel and I was like, I don't, he might as well have been speaking Japanese. He's American, but I just don't understand. I don't understand the memes. I don't understand the jokes. I don't understand any of it. I'm like, what What am I watching here? But uh, <laughs> he, he went out there and he was like, oh, we're going to go to the suicide forest. This will be exciting. And then they walk like 100 yards in and sure enough, there's a body. There's a guy hanging there. No way. Yeah. So he got in trouble because, I don't know, he exploited it or whatever. And it didn't seem like he did. I watched that. Pa- Paul... No, I want to say Paul Hogan, but I don't think it's Paul Hogan. <laughs> Paul Logan like the Paul. Logan Paul. I have no idea. I hope someone listening right now is screaming at the the uh, <laughs> the screen. They probably have no idea too. I don't think your audience is tweens. That's what I aim for. I aim for fourteen-year-old boys and girls. Oh, that's just creepy. Isolate that, yeah. and then it is. It's Logan Paul. Um, he is cool twenty-three. Name. 23 years old but yeah this is a couple years ago so anyways he yeah i don't understand him i don't 
I don't know anything. I know nothing. But um, check him out, and you will see what I mean. But yeah, he went to the to the uh, suicide forest and found a body there. How did we get on that? Where did that come from? How did we get down there? We went from I hurricane show to suicide forest. <laughs> My favorite topics. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Fukushima. So yeah, this guy oh, went yeah, to yeah. Fukushima, and uh, it was yeah, like they were totally getting nuked. They had these little, like, everyone had their own handheld um, Geiger counters. Yeah. And this is like a tourist thing. People are going, they're paying to go around Fukushima. And the, the guy, the tourist guy's like, yeah, we don't want the levels to be above, I don't know what a Geiger counter level is. So let's just say above 50. And people are like, mine's at 4,000. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it's not, and it was creepy. It was all like, Again, this fits right into futurism because that happened. Everyone bailed and the city was just like they went into a store and there was like drinks still on the table. There was it was just like everyone just left. Wow. And so, uh, yeah, they have robots. I wonder what the radius is. Though. That's my my question. Watch the show. It's called. Um, I don't know what it's called. It's called uh, <laughs> something tourist. Dark tourist. Dark tourist. What's yeah. weird? How do how I not heard of that? Interesting. Dark, dark tourist on Netflix. It's really good. The guy got in trouble, of course, because everyone is freaking offended. Another another side effect of futurism. We're allowed to say and do what we want when we want to. I'm sure I've offended somebody already on this podcast, but he offended people because, um, you know, the idea is, right? We're all isolated. We have all these little uh, cultures, and I I don't expect to understand the culture of, say, the Maasai in Africa or um, Argentinian coffee farmers. I don't expect to know that. And maybe they do things that we would think are kind of weird. And so what's wrong with going down there and saying, wow, look what these people do? What's wrong with that? I don't, yeah, I don't see that. There's a problem with it. But he was exploding. But I'm sure you could find some way to, yeah, offend somebody. It's true. Everyone's it's easy so to offend people, goddamn unfortunately. Offended. And I don't know if that's going to get worse with with the future. Everyone's just well, I think get... it's just, but I think every it, no, I I bet you it's never gotten worse. It's just that now, if somebody's offended, they easily have a forum to go on to complain about it, and it gets, you know, people are going to talk about it because we're bored, we have nothing to do, and so we see some sort of weird story about some idiot getting offended by something, and we all pay attention. Yeah, I don't think it, it's happened anymore. It's just now we're kind of spoiled in that if we if we want to sound off about something, we actually can have, uh, we get listened to. Um, case in point, this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. People are like, I don't know what to do. I'm going to listen to this baloney. <laughs> uh, I don't even, like, it, it'll be at night, like 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock is my magic hour. Cause everyone's asleep. I'm like, I get to watch whatever I want. And then I'm like, I don't, there's nothing to watch. There's 40. I have more access to more TV shows ever. Right. Yes. But it has to be pretty damn good because you get two minutes into it and you're like, Oh, this doesn't have me. So I'm not going to watch it now. And it's well, like, the bar's kind of been raised. Yeah, absolutely. So do you and I do, I actually go on YouTube and I watch independent stuff. Because what do you, have you, it's more interesting. I just look at people's sites and I'm like, all right, what's this guy going to do? People are getting better and better at production. Yes. I mean, yeah, agree. I need to mute myself because I have to blow my nose. I apologize. It's okay. It's okay. I, you haven't heard me. I've muted myself about 10 times. How? I don't know how though. That's my pro Oh, okay. Right. I wish I hadn't said that out loud. Okay. I'm going to just do it. <laughs> well, I have, um, 
I'm assuming you can hear me as you're blowing the mucus out of your skull, but I have a, um, I have the gain knobs so I can turn down the sound and turn up the sound. So I've been turning it down every now and then to cough because I have a sec. Do you know, here's another thing um, I thought about recently. How many times do you think in your life? So let's go back a hundred years, right? And say you lived your whole life that you've lived now from say 1890 to, um, I'll play it safe, 1920. <laughs> and you've lived that, you've lived that life in those days, how many times do you think you would have died from what you've already had as an adult in the 21st century? Does that make sense? That question makes sense. Like how many things well, would have killed like appendicitis. Me? Yeah. Things like that. Did you ever have appendicitis? <clears throat> no. Yeah. I had my tonsils taken out, but I don't think I needed to have had that done. Yeah. Well, who mm. knows? That could, there's a possibility. Those could have killed you. My tonsils? Sure. Do tonsils kill people? I don't know. Yeah, I can't a, remember. You can get a paratonsillar abscess. In fact, they think that's what killed Washington, George Washington. Mm. He had a bad sore throat. His throat closed up, filled with pus, and there goes the most famous American of all time. <laughs> Little pussy throat. So, yeah, it makes me wonder, like, how many times, just because I grew up between the 70s and, and today... Things were just, meh, whatever, and I, I did fine with them. But had I grown up in a different era, I would have been dead by now. And, and most likely I would have been, right? Because most people died in their, they, they, they died when they were children. It's like people yeah. had 27 kids because they were like, well, we're going to lose half of these people. Yeah, and we need the other half to, to till the, the land. Yeah. I heard, um, I think it was, oh, no, I can't think of his name either. God damn, my brain tonight. Um. He was on Joe Rogan. Uh, he's a Tim Kennedy. Tim Kennedy was saying um, he was talking about traveling over in, in Afghanistan and dealing with Afghan folks. And is that... this the guy who was um, who was abducted by? No, no, no I can't remember okay. his name. But uh, no, Tim Kennedy is like a Green Beret. He's a UFC fighter. Um, very profound. Very very knowledgeable guy. Really cool. Actually, I'd like to get him on my show. So, um, but he he. Uh, he said over in Afghanistan, the culture is so different that the farmers will make their children walk in front of the tractor as they're tilling the fields because there's unexploded ordnance and they can afford to lose a child because they can just have another one, but they can't afford to lose the tractor because then the whole family dies. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. That is so it seems quite disturbing i have to admit i know and you think about that's probably the way it was for a lot of societies a lot of cultures and we're just seeing kind of the remnants that's a weird dichotomy i guess i don't know if that's the right word but we live in this in these dual what's a duality we have folks that live in the stone age right now and we have folks that live in the 21st century yeah, I think that's going to change really rapidly and quite dramatically for a lot of people. Like, I think, so if you think about um, African cultures, um, a, a lot of countries, or the technology, I think, is, is really behind. So, I mean, we hear about how people in Africa need to, in certain countries, need to um, walk many miles a day just to get water every single day. Because um, mm -hmm. finding, so... So there's that sort of impression that we have of what's going on in Africa. And I think some, I think that some of these new technologies, because they're so, um, I guess for lack of a better way of saying it, they're so far behind, um, 
where we are, I guess, in, in sort of Western culture or, or, or in, well, I'm just going to say America. I don't know much about any other culture <laughs> so right. I'm just say, but in the U.S. So because they're so far behind, I think there's going to be a much lower barrier for them to up, take up any kind of new technology. And so, like, for example, if there's any new way of um, for, perhaps, let's say, harvesting electricity from the sun, it's going to be a lot more likely that um, somebody in a, a country in Africa, uh, somebody, you know, one of those countries is going to say, sure, let's try it, then um, it will be in the U.S. And my theory is that um, we're going to see countries that are sort of third worldish. Um, <laughs> that's not really a term, but, you know, countries right. that are no, I, much I further it. behind, we're going to see them just surpass the U.S. like in leaps and bounds because they're going to take up all these new technologies that are becoming available. Um, and while, meanwhile, we take our time to kind of figure out if we actually want to try this new stuff. Maybe it'll be like Star Wars with, um, you have like the Ewoks, but they still use lasers and stuff. Did they use lasers? I think they did. I know the sand people did. I can't remember so if the Ewoks used lasers, they were like, but they no, could like do I think they, they, they must have used some sort of technology. I can't remember what the Ewoks used, but I know the sand people uh, were a nomadic group of, I think they were like gypsies and they had those laser staff things that would shoot. Yeah. So I think the stuff can pl- proliferate. I mean, you look at the, um, look at a, I don't know, uh, a Taliban warrior, right? I don't want to call him that Taliban terrorist. <laughs> and they get their hands on a, uh, surface air missile. And right there's your perfect example. Right, the technology that goes into a surface-to-air missile is eons ahead of the guy who lives in a cave and is part of a warrior tribe that has just fought with everybody for the last two thousand years. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. seeing that that um, collision of worlds, which is only going to get. It's either going to do two things. It's going to bring their their world. And I think this is what you're getting. It's going to bring their world to us, or it's going to put a bigger divide between our two worlds. Oh, I think they are going to surpass us. Actually, what? I no. Think, yeah, no. no I think I think they're going to. This is my this is my prediction. I really I, I actually feel confident about it. I think Africa is going to. They're going to take on. So they're going to take up drone technology. They're going to take up um, um, any any new technology that maybe is used to harvest water from the air. I know that people are working on that kind of pro that sort of project. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to take that up. While meanwhile we here in the U S we still have to develop an entire sewage system. We still have to develop all these, um, all this infrastructure in order, in order to be able to, um, um, to have drinkable water. So you're saying their baseline doesn't have to be modified. No. And they don't need to create roads anymore. Like at some point they'll be able to bypass, um, the creation of roads altogether because they'll, they'll be willing to take up drone technology, um, flying cars. I, I, I know flying cars to say that out loud. It sounds a little bit ridiculous, but they, if that ever happens, I mean, a country like Africa or it's not a country, but <laughs> a continent like Africa, well, I mean, one of those countries, they're going to be the ones to take it up. This is a very problematic episode. There's been a lot of problematic <laughs> themes. No, it's this fine. It's fine because us. we're all right. So here's the thing. It's, we're not talking down on anyone. We're just saying what's, what's going on. I mean, you, you can look at, cultures and here's the part where people get a little skittish some cultures are better than others and if you don't believe me when you say that just look at a culture where women are subjugated and can't drive you know i won't name any specifics but you're subjugated you can't drive and you can't speak freely 
versus a culture where women have the ability to, you know, be CEOs of major corporations or look at Oprah, be the richest woman in the country. And I think she's close to being the richest person in the country. So you take two cultures and you say, oh, they're equal. Well, no, because in this country, um, specifically, there's no ceiling, right? Uh, people would like there to be, but there's no ceiling. And in other countries, you're not allowed to do that. You know, other cultures, I should really say, because countries and cultures can vary. Right. So, yeah, I think I think culture has a lot to do with it. And and if anyone thinks that's that's bullshit, then just compare what the Western world has done compared to other societies. Right. The Western world is relatively new. And or, or I could even say the United States is about 250 years old. And look at the progress that has come out of this country. And it's not because of the race of people here. It's not because of, you know, it, 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 it's only because of the the culture in which people say there is no culture. There is a culture. It's a culture of independence and it's a culture of entrepreneurship and it's a culture of um, success and winning. And I hate to say that. It's not like Trump. It's a, we're, we're winners, but it, it is. It's a culture that, that rewards that. And when you have that, obviously you can look at what things 250 years ago, we were using quills and people were dressed with, with powdered wigs. And now we're talking about sending people to Mars. We've already sent people to the moon, right? If, if, if um, Antarctica was sending people to the moon, I'm being safe here. I'm playing safe. Uh, 200 years ago, then I'd say, hey, do you know what? They got their shit together. I don't know. Well, yeah. Um, I, I'm going to make, I'm going to try and make my point one, one last time. I'm okay. going to throw one more. So I think the reason the U.S., is such a great country that we've, we've done so well. I think at the heart of it is really that, um, human beings. And in some cases, this isn't the case, this isn't true, but for, for the most part, we've tried to support, um, uh, freedom. So we try to give people choice to do with their lives, what they wish. And when people can live freely, they're much more productive, um, and amazing things could happen. Mm-hmm. That's sort of my, my base, case and i think um there's a lot of countries in um outside of the u.s that don't really support that um and they're having a hard time as a result but i think as we move into the future it's going to be more and more likely that um the powers that be i've totally heard that so oh no (laughs) i I turned it down (laughs) oh i have a i have an upset stomach it must have been amazing. I have, I have <laughs> I an upset stomach and I've been drinking soda here because I just, I haven't eaten since noon because I just can't. I'm not even fasting today. What? 30, 30 oh, man. 30. I just, I can't, I'm like, oh. You're not feeling well? No. Which made me think of that question about how many times would I have died had I been alive, you know, <laughs> 100 years ago. Before the 70s. Yeah. Gosh, I thought I'd turn that down. That sucks because I didn't want to edit any of that. You know what? I'm just going to leave it in. <laughs> Screw it. This is a <laughs> live show. It wasn't that bad. It was kind of funny. It wasn't too loud. <laughs> it's a live episode. This is garbage. This is a garbage episode. Man, yeah, I wanted not. it to go so well. Oh, I think it's good. <laughs> it's not you. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> um, but, but I think the powers that be will not have any, they won't be able to impact um, the people in their country. So if there's a government or even warlords or what have you, people will find a way to be to to freedom through technology right um so for one example one easy example is is cryptocurrency 
Um, so people will be able to find ways to use something like that to be able to engage and trade um, to, to have a business that they want to have um, completely undetected by by anyone outside of um, outside of who they want to 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 see uh, mm-hmm. their transactions. And I think that crypto is that's at the heart of it. But I think there's going to be so many other different types of technologies that will be undetected or um, or so fast or so um, uh, what's the word uh, or evolving in such a way, in such a quick way that um, no no government is going to be able to control. The other thing, so another example of why the government or how government forces won't be able to control um, the people is when you think about um, drugs. Um, so, so now people in like China are able to synthesize new drugs that you can get high off of. They're dangerous. It's not a great idea at all. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's no way to make it illegal because how, what is it that's illegal? It's a brand new drug that was never there before. Um, and so it's another way that will, people are increasingly able to use technology to subvert, um, subvert being controlled. Um, and so I think freedom is going to be pretty pervasive. It's going to be increasingly pervasive and therefore more and more people are going to be, um, more and more culture, more and more countries are going to be much more successful. Did you see uh, some judge just chimed in and was like, no, cryptocurrency shouldn't be completely independent of governor, governor, government oversight or something like that. Um, I can't, I had the I had the article, but I my computer had shut down, so I lost it. But it was some big thing that said if you offer a cryptocurrency, they call it an ICO, uh, initial okay. crypto offering or something like that, or initial currency offering. Coin, I is that what it is? Yeah. Coin. Then it's going to be they're going to try to regulate it, and once the government regulates it, there goes your anonymity. And the whole point of it is to be able to work outside of of government intervention. It's very libertarian. I like it, but yeah. So they're they're trying to change that. Yeah, I mean, they want to. I find it amusing. Yeah, because I, I guess how can you if these are hackers yeah. and their whole point is they can do stuff that you can't see. Yeah, I think that exactly. I don't think that the government's going to be able to control it. Do you do? Uh, do you have any cryptocurrency? Yeah, dude. I talked to you about Bitcoin a long time ago. Yeah, I can't remember because <laughs> you you get all skittish when we start talking about coinage i know i know <laughs> i i usually try not to talk i don't want people to think that i have like tons and tons of coins or something because people will like literally they will rob you if they think that you have money for bitcoin um yeah and people who got into bitcoin many years ago i mean they could have just you could put it you could have put in like a hundred dollar investment a few years ago and you'd be you could practically I, I would quit my job if i'd done that yeah, that ship has um, sailed, though. Because... Some guy did that. He had a bunch, and he lost his phone, or his, his computer got destroyed, or something like that. <laughs> and he, yep. like, it was like a $10 million mistake. I know. God, how would you, would you ever get over that? Would you wake up one morning and be like, oh, it's a nice day. I think I'll go. Oh, God damn it. I lost $300 million. <laughs> like, every day you would, you would try, like, you'd go to therapy, and you'd start <gasps> feeling better about it. And you're like, you know, I really got my hands on this. I'm sleeping now. I stopped drinking. And then there you are at the beach and you're just in, and then else you're like, God damn it. What's wrong, man? I, I just, I, no, you throw away your phone and you lose 10 million or whatever it is. I don't know. I don't think you can ever get over that. I don't think you ever accept that. Uh, you do. Cause I lost 213 Ethereum and those would have been, when I lost it, it would have been worth 30,000, which isn't like that much money. How but did you, I don't up. even, what is that? A cryptocurrency? 
yeah ethereum they were worth like at one point i lost them um when they were worth something like 130 maybe per coin Mm -hmm. i remember it was worth like a thirty thousand dollars and i got so excited i was like i'm gonna put a down payment on a house and i tried to extract them from my computer and i literally wiped my entire computer i don't know what i did and i've talked to a lot of people people who know about computers i've told them exactly what i did step by step no one can figure out what to do. <laughs> so wait, like, so in this case, right, you're going to yeah. get your, your cryptocurrency off your computer. And you're like, the worst case scenario is I accidentally delete my entire computer <laughs> and I deleted it. Like, how, how does it go exactly from, what how could it go from the, okay, listen, listen, I'm going to give you this piece of paper. You carry it across the street, but whatever you do, don't set it on fire and you set it on fire like how it's just one thing you don't have to do and that's set it on fire you still set it on fire so how did the, how did you oh and i just burned out thirty thousand dollars yep that's exactly what happened i did the one thing the one and, and it's one of those things because it's so unlikely because of exactly that you think there's no way that i'm going to get so unlucky unlucky that i would literally delete the program from my computer and that's exactly what I did. But you still get, well, I get, yeah, that would be tough to get over. I mean, it was kind of hard at the time. It took me a little while, but I also have a pretty, I try to maintain a pretty stoic philosophy and just accept things as they come. Like the more you just accept everything, the less stuff like that really gets to you. And then you can move on and, and have other wins. Move yeah. on to your next win. But the ten million dollar one or whatever that guy that that lost it, that's a rough one. I'm telling you, he's still he's still pissed about it. They're like the the Thanksgiving, they're like, Okay, um just a reminder, Tom does not like you to talk about big he doesn't like bit anything. So don't do anything that reminds him. No cell phones, no computers, no T V. In fact, he just likes to stay in the room with a with a cool cloth on his forehead. <laughs> or not. Yeah, so things like that can happen. But you know what? That's what would happen if you had a bunch of bearer bonds or you had a million dollars in cash and you set your house on fire. So it's, I mean, I guess it's no different. Well, here's here's a weird idea. Um, and yeah. I got this one from from Joe Rogan. He, he interviewed Elon Musk. Did you see that interview? Did you hear it? Of course. Elon Musk is a strange dude. Is he? Yeah. You, you didn't get that from his interview? I mean, not strange. Like, he's just, he's like a robot. He everything he said was like you could you could see it going through little algorithms in his head, and he had like responses. So you mean he's a smart dude? <laughs> yeah, he's smart, but I think, I think, I don't want to say Asperger's, but maybe he is. But there's something there where it's like communication with a dummy like me. He would it, it would almost be like when I'm talking to my son or my daughter. She's four, and she comes up and she's like. Daddy, look at the butterfly. I'm like, oh, look at the butterfly. You know, you talk. It, I, I just sounded like I was talking to my dog. But, you know, you talk. You try not to talk down. You try to talk as adults to them. But, you know, you have to simplify things. Right? So right. My, my son or my daughter might ask me a question about something. Uh, and I'm trying to think of one. They ask them all the time. And I'm like, how the hell do I describe that to a four-year-old? Right? Like, how does this work? And you're like, um, dumb it down, dumb it down. You got to go through. Okay. And that works by this and this and this, and it's total BS. It's not really how it works, but it's the simplest way you can describe it to them. Cause if you tried any other way that, that you're talking to dogs about TV, right? Try to talk to uh, Roger about what a TV show is. 
He'll just stare right. at you and then lick his butt. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you if someone is as smart as Elon Musk and he's describing something to me, he has to sit there and go, okay, how am I going to explain this to this idiot? Right. Um, okay. I can fly jet rockets because jet rockets. See, already I just highlighted <laughs> my, my idiocy there, but yeah, he, he, um, I just noticed that. I noticed that like his responses were almost robotic. It was, he just, he, yeah, he was, he was odd. Well, I think Joe Rogan kind of it was it was weird because I feel like Joe Rogan with um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, he's I think he's pretty normal. But with um, Elon Musk, I actually felt like he was a little bit um, intimidated by how smart Musk is. And so I think Musk might have been picking up on that. Oh, you think? Yeah. For some reason, I felt like it was surprising to me to hear Joe Rogan because usually he's he's very he's he knows that he's not the smart necessarily the smartest person in the room, although he, he is very smart. Um, and he's, he, but he's willing to learn. Yeah. And I felt like with Elon Musk, I felt like he was, Rogan was like maybe a little worried that he wasn't going to be able to keep up. Um, it was, it was, it was an unusual dynamic. I would love it if Musk came back on the Rogan show. Cause I think they could do a, a better, I think they could have a better interview together. I think, I, I get what you're saying. I, I think Joe was gonna would thought he would be more like Neil Tyson, you know, like let's just chat, let's talk about simple things or, or deep things, but at like a bro level, right? Like just two people talking, and yeah. it, it was it. Yeah, there was just such a, a difference in in I don't know. I guess you call it brain power or mind power. There's something. It was just yeah. Even that, or Musk might have just been a little bit off on his game just because he might have been uncomfortable. But yeah, I don't know. He said he I didn't think, He didn't like, he, he was like, it's not fun being me. It's not fun. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's a little bit tortured. I don't ever I, turn off my mind. That's that, He's like, what, South African? Uh, my, my, my accent yeah. is, I don't know what it is. But, yeah, he's, he's a little crazy. I think he showed up at like a an investor meeting and he was like, really out of sorts and he said and he he said sorry everybody i've i've broken up my girlfriend's just broken up with me this is an investor meeting he's the ceo of freaking tesla and he's talking about how he just broke up with a girlfriend so yeah maybe there's maybe there's an aspect of that asperger's there right so we think autism with asperger's and i suppose it's on the spectrum but when you like to to be that bold to be as bold as him and mm-hmm. and people can talk all the smack they want about him, and they have been because of the Joe Rogan show. But have they? Yeah, because he smoked pot while he was on it. Who cares? I yeah. don't understand why people care about that. It was legal. It was legal. So. Well, the, what? It was legal, right? He's in California. He can do that. I guess federally. No, in California, it's not legal, is it? I thought it was only yeah. legal if it was for medical purposes. No, I think it's uh, it, you can use it for what do you call it? Recreational use now. Oh. But um. Uh, to be that bold, you know, to do things where a normal person would be like, oh my God, that could cost me my entire life and my relationships. And you, you have to take that social factor out. You have to be able to just not, you know, I, I'm willing to put my life on the line for these things because it's how I'm programmed. And I, and I think that's, I, I wouldn't call it Asperger's. It's just got to be some sort of social uh, disconnect. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
you know he has five children does he really yeah and that's the other thing that gets me is that this guy it's like are you does he spend any time with his kids i didn't even know he was married he he was yeah he was married a long time ago Hmm. yeah yeah i'm a little bit of an elon musk uh groupie <laughs> yeah well it's cool it's cool to be alive during you know edison <laughs> you know what i mean our our edisons you know steve Jobs. we got to live while steve jobs was around doing stuff we got to live while um uh elon musk and then uh, peter thiel well, he's, he's more of an investor type of guy but uh, no, peter thiel was part of paypal was he yeah bezos you know these are all bezos. big bezos whatever and then that idiot from facebook i don't like him Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, but come Why do you on. Why not like him? Because uh, he he wants to inject his political ideology into everything he does, and I don't like. Remember, this is coming from a libertarian, so I don't like people manipulating free thought, and and they're doing that. They're doing that in Twitter and in Facebook. Um, someone tried to tweet illegal immigration, which is immigration that is illegal. Right. So how else do you describe it? And Twitter censored it. They said, sorry, this doesn't comply with our, I don't know, something, something, our snowflake right. issues. So they, 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 uh, yeah, they censored yeah. it. And it's like, why again, and we're going back to that, but I, I don't understand to put your fingers in your ears and go la 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 la. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's not happening. Right. Right. And and when people have views that aren't the same as yours, wh- why do you want to shut it up? Why do you want to stop that? Why can't you talk it out unless your views aren't don't hold up to theirs? Or I don't understand it. Or just ignore it. That's what I do. Yeah. Or be willing to like, uh, you know how many times I've changed my mind in my life? Right. Because I've talked to people. And if I was in an echo chamber where I was like, I'm not going to listen to anything anyone ever says, my views would never change. And maybe they're afraid that your views are going to change to like the dark side. Like, oh, you know what? This Richard Spencer guys, he's pretty cool. You know, I was I was totally into human rights and I was totally into just loving people for being human. But, you know, he convinced me that, you know, other people are <laughs> shit and I should, you know, I suppose that could happen. And But if that's your your goal is to to prevent that, I I don't know. It just doesn't sit right. Let people make up their own minds. And if you're going to be a racist asshole, then we know who you are. I agree. But I feel like we should have another, like, we should go to a different forum rather than tell Facebook or Twitter how to run their business. I don't agree with what they're doing, if that okay. if that's what they're doing. But then, I mean, to me, that just uh, that tells me, okay, we need a new um, social media platform. Well, how about, yeah, okay, I see that. And, and that would be um, just market-driven. There's your free market. Or so many people are using these. There's the idea that to to call them a um, there's a name for it, public utility. And if you call something a public utility, now you you have the constitution behind you because this is uh, public. This is in uh, under the jurisdiction of the United States government. Now I know it sounds opposite of someone who doesn't want big government, but you know sure. I do enjoy our constitution. So maybe that that would help. I don't know. Well, the Constitution is there to to keep our freedoms intact, and so when we're using it to, we're kind of manipulating the wording so that we can um, 
control the way other people do their business, it bothers me. Like, I, okay. I know Google and Facebook, I know they're all very powerful. Um, but I'm not a fan of trying to control them. I, you know, yeah, yeah, but it's it's I, weird in that it's becoming like, so if you want to exchange ideas, you kind of have to use their platforms because where else are you going to go on? LinkedIn? I don't do LinkedIn. I don't do that bullshit. <laughs> start your own. I'm sure there's, yes. you can start one. I'm going to start my own social media website. It's going to be called <laughs> something. I don't know what it's called. And so far I have four people. It's great. We go on there my and it's face. my mom, my dad, my sister and me. My wife won't even join up. She doesn't like it. Strongly, but in, this t- in today's day and age, if you feel strongly about something, there's a, a whole host of people who feel just as strongly as you do. And yeah. so, you, I mean, you have your podcast as your initial, like maybe you'll start a podcast where you say, okay, I think we need to make this um, our social media free and blah 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 and you have this whole movement and then you start your your website and everybody who's in the movement will join your website and then other people will join just because they're bored with facebook and they just want to see something else completely sure somebody and it's not like you have to do that i'm sure somebody will do it completely completely different subject but i want to bring this up because i think it's interesting i had this guy on last year i don't remember how long ago it was um he was a college kid i can't remember his name was nick something I'm going to have to look it up now because uh, Nate, Nate Thor, Thornson, Thornstein. And uh, he came on to talk about, he, he designed this app and this app, he was like, yeah, it's great. What we're going to do is it's like a, a social media, but it gets you away from the computer and out and, and in public in groups. Like and it. it's a way to, and you can monetize it. And I was like, what the, f- I don't understand what he's talking about. But I mean, I, I listened. I was like, okay, that's cool. I mean, it does sound cool, but I don't, I didn't understand it. Well, I just saw on, I think it's futurism.com. There's some company that's doing something very similar to that. And it finally made sense to me. So Nate, someone's trying to steal your idea there, but the idea is you might be his idea. Could be him. Uh, I don't think that was the name of his. Um, sorry, dude. I, I just don't remember that was six months ago or a year ago. But uh, the idea is, let's say, you know, right now we get together on facebook and you can do facebook live but you're just tapping on your keyboards and talking that way well this would say hey how about um we get together at such and such a place and you know i'm butchering how this even works but the (laughs) idea is when you get there you get like cryptocurrency for showing up and then that that translates into so like if i had a restaurant and i would say i'd be part of it and I would advertise, so I would pay money to get my place out there as one of these places that you can come. And if you come, you'll get money, and then you build up this currency for for leaving your computer behind and actually going out and interacting with other humans. It's kind of cool. Meet the new social media platform taking on Facebook. Is that what it was? That might Hello be friend? it. Hello, friend. That's it. Interesting. Hello, friend. Okay. Do you have show notes? We could put that in the show notes, the link to this. Yeah, I'll put that on there. And let me pull up. Here's Nate Thornson. Actually, if you put in Nate, T-H-O-R-E-S-E-N, it's the first. Way to go, Google. Um, the first video <laughs> that comes up is the Way What If podcast with Nate Thornson. But he is, let me pull it up here so we can. He is the founder of Weblin, W-E-B, or Weblin, W-E-B-B-L-E-N. 
So if you want to know more about his version of this, check it out. It's at www.webbleen.io. And I have, um, apparently I... W-E-B-B-L-E-N? Uh, yep, dot .io. .io. And I just went to that website, and it seems to be gone. <laughs> oh, no. Your website is ready to go. Are you sure it's W-E-B-B-L-E-N? Is oh, that where you... I hope I didn't put the wrong link up there for the kid. Um, Maybe it's W-E-E? Nate we... Thorson, W-E-B-B-L-E-N. Let's see. Weblin. Maybe it's Weblin. Nate Thorson, Weblin. Nate Thorson. Here we go. W-E-B-B-L-E-N. That's his um his site. Co-founder of Weblin LLC. W-E-B-B-L-E-N-L-L. Well, uh, LLC. Well, is he like might a, have not have it open or something. Maybe he's still working on it. Yeah. I mean, a social media website. It's going to take a long time to get started. Maybe um maybe he was bought out by whatever that place was. Oh, well, that sucks. Salman and Shabab, Shaban Habib, the founders of HelloFriend, wants you to get off the internet. Harvard published a study recently showing that one of the reasons people are depressed is because of our social media. Interesting. Yeah. So things are changing, I guess. I don't know. You, you think that, you know, I, I guess 15 years ago, we wouldn't know what Facebook was. And now... I don't really, I, I rarely do Facebook. I could give a shit what you ate for dinner. I really could. Um, <laughs> but I guess if people do, then that's what they do. They go on, I don't know. It's I true. Know. I want to go, before we, uh, I had promised that we would go check out the hurricane. So through the magic of modern technology, I'm actually moving throughout the house you might hear some uh some weather channel in the background talking about the um the hurricane but i wanted to go on the back porch and i wanted to hear how bad the hurricane is so we're going to end this because at the beginning i actually opened up the show with um uh luke combs a oh, car it's okay this is live you can make noise in the background uh luke combs hurricane it's some country song not really big on it but um yeah kept it topical so here we are i don't know if you can you hear well you might not be able to hear because you're not on the mic but for the listeners here it is here is hurricane florence i don't it's not as violent as i thought it would be it's actually it's actually quite lovely outside (laughs) it sounds nice actually yeah it's like it's hot it's very humid a little bit of a breeze gentle breeze and a light rain, but that's it. I thought I thought this is like ten o'clock at night on Friday. Maybe it's not going to hit till a little bit later on. Let me come over to the other side. Well, so it, this is we, Thursday. See if we can pick up more wind on this side. Okay, here we go. Yeah, no, that's little. It's weird. There's this thing that happens when when you get a storm, right? You know, you obviously don't want it to be bad, right? You you don't want people to lose houses and stuff. But party is like, yeah, kind of cool. Have a little hurricane, miss some work, (laughs) watch the wind blow. I don't know. Am I wrong to say that? No, no, it's fun. Hurricanes are fun. That's why people have hurricane parties. Yeah. Yeah, but then on the the other side of things, you have farmers, their crops are ruined, and 
people who uh, financially can't recover, and it's a terrible, terrible thing. So I guess that's just the nature of the world we live in. Some things are oh, fun, yeah. some things are not. When you watch the Super Bowl, some people are partying, and some people are totally upset because their team lost. So I guess that's just life. Well, yeah, it's not like I'm going to go find some person who's lost their home and, and tell them, yeah, but wasn't it a fun hurricane? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. So, wait, what if podcast? Hey, do you have a name for yours yet? Yeah, we welcome our robot overlords. That's the name of your show? Yes. We welcome our robot overlords. Is it available yet? Not yet. It's going to be available soon. How is that? How is that going to translate to a website? Are you going to write that whole thing out? Yes. We welcome our robot overlords. How about W W? I can't. I'm bad at this. Doing this. W W O R O O Waro. W W O R O. All right. Maybe I'll do that. But then it's www.wwor. And then you sound kind of silly. But I like that. It's a good title. No, you, you you can't say that now. You've totally been dissing it for the past two minutes. No, I just, I was thinking about, see, I think about it in the sense of, um, you're Marketing. right. Yeah. Um, no, there was something I was going to say about it, but I just lost you're my train right. of thought. Uh, <laughs> Welcome robot over. Oh yeah, there's a great song, and I think I actually have it. It's on um, Free Music Archive, and the name of the song is Killbots, uh, or the Killbots are coming, and it's it's great. It talks about that would be a great opening for your song. I used to open up my show with it a few times. It's called cool. The Killbots Are Coming. Um, I think that's the name of it, and it's on Free Music Archive. But um, without further, well, no, I don't. You don't say without further ado at the end of a show, do you? <laughs> you say it at the beginning of the show. So. You can say it at the end. Oh really? Or I no. bid you. You could say I bid you adieu. Oh, I bid you adieu, <laughs> and I'm going to end the song back with um, Luke Combs' "Hurricane." I like. You know what? These live shows, they just—they're not smooth. It makes me feel. I don't. I. I'm not a perfectionist, but I don't feel like. Oh, that went together really well. When you just kind of go. It feels choppy. I feel kind of like, ah, but I don't care. I'm going to put it out anyways because that's what I, this world is all about. I think you're going to edit it. I think you're not going to be able to help yourself. Nope. I'm going to leave, the, getting, leave right. the belch in and everything. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you, Savannah Steele, and right. till next time. All right. All right. Take care. Bye. into going out with hopes you were staying in I was feeling like myself for the first time in a long time till I bumped into some of your friends over there talking to mine then you